why we're here today to tell you about how amazing Viking Strong Resistance Bands are. They can be found at our website. Now, let's describe them. They are stretchy and they are squishy. They can be used for many different exercises. Yes, Viking Strong Resistance Bands are used to do more challenging squats, arm stretches, and much more. You can stretch them a lot. Please check out Viking Strong Resistance Bands on our website, www.wildernesslaw.us. When being strong isn't enough, be Viking Strong! There you go. Tristan, you want to read your commercial you wrote? It's good. All items at the Indian Mound Farmer's Market are from local sources. It's also a place to meet some really nice and fun people and bond as a community. It's fresh. All the delicious things at the market are items local farmers bring in from this season's harvest. Awesome products like eggs, pickles, they're the only pickles we buy, honey from Jackass Honey Farms, and jellies and jams. It's fun. They have arts and crafts, fashion accessories, and helicopter watch. Yeah, come on out to Liberty Hill, Texas, and check out Indian Mound Ranch Farmer's Market. Welcome to Season 3 of the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yay! Base. A little more base. Now that I upgraded. And we're marching. Said, so let me see your Terminator. I don't know. That's a cheerleader cheer, I remember. ABC, ABC, one, two, three. ABC, one, easiest one, two, three. What's up, Mary? Are you sad because I got on to you? Well, listen next time. She punched me. You probably deserved it. You're a horrible person. Do anything. Don't blow on it. We're recording, Tristan. <laughs> All right, Mary, Josie. It's been a minute since we've done a podcast. Do you remember how to bring us in? Yes. Do it. No, slow down. And do it like big, like a circus performer. Welcome. Do it for real. Welcome. Welcome to the World Wellness Law Podcast featuring Tristan, Mary, and Josie and Lane. That wasn't the fun version. And it was quiet and fast and fine. I'm going to pit y'all against each other and whoever does the most entertaining version gets to do the introductions. Yes. For, Welcome so. to the Wilderness Law Podcast featuring Mary and Josie and Josie and Lane. Done. Much better. <laughs> I knew there was a way to get Josie to do her job right. You liar! I'm not no, I was gonna. I was gonna put y'all against each other. No, it's very insulting. Huh? You wanna try? Do it. Welcome to the <laughs> <laughs> It's like Darth uh, Dracula. Dracula. I am going to Dracula. Oh no! Welcome to the Real in the Slop podcast with Tristan, who gave me the idea to do this one. And me, Marion. Me, Marion. Marion. You and got Italian for a second. And, ve- and welcome, Josie Law. And we- welcome, 
There was there was like there was like cartoon Dracula, and then she was like uh, one of the Mario brothers, and then uh, and then at the end she was like one a Georgian gangster slash fight promoter. <laughs> okay, we need to talk. Zanko, about- <laughs> Hey, and that's the end of our podcast. Calm down, you're blowing up the mic. No, it's not. I have a feeling you're about to say what's the first thing on my list. No. Okay, what do you got? Brown-head cowbirds. What? Brown-head cowbirds. Brown-headed cowbirds. Brown-headed cowbirds. I know about cowbirds. They're evil. Okay. Do you know, do you know what they do? No. So what... what you're about do to they tell ca- me. What brown-headed cowbirds do... Get on the mic. Is they lay their eggs in another bird's nest and make the other bird take care of that one. The baby, right? Yeah. Like they're like cuckoos. Cuckoo. But, but the thing about cuckoo birds is, if you remove the cuckoo ne- egg from the nest, it doesn't come back. But if you remove the cowbird egg from the nest, they'll come back and get revenge and destroy all the other eggs. Mm-hmm. That's why they're called gangster birds. Gangster birds. Yeah, we actually, about them we actually watched a video about gangster birds. It was the name of the video. So was this is them. They're kind of cool looking. That's the male, I'm going to say, since I'm guessing that's the female, the boring brown one, as per usual. And then, uh, yeah, the male looks like a medieval, uh, what you call it, executioner. There's an, there's eggs? No. Yeah. What type of egg will it come to attack? So, uh... Um, from what I'm seeing on this, uh, the female, the mama, will lay her egg in another bird's nest instead of building her own nest, with, like cuckoos do. And uh, what he was saying was if the bird, ma- this other mama bird comes back and sees that one of these eggs ain't like the other's, She'll kick it out, and then the other mama bird will come all, come back and assassinate her, her eggs. So that's interesting. But if you take out the other eggs that belong to the mama, um, to the mama of the original nest, um, I don't know. She won't come back. So they figured out that like, um, it what they did as an as an experiment is they. Uh, Put a whole bunch of artificial nests in, with holes that are big enough for cowbirds to lay, like get inside and lay their eggs, and then they cut little things that they can slide inside the nest. That's just big enough for the bird that they lived in there to get through, not the cowbird. And so whenever they put that in there after they removed one of the bad eggs, they, the cowbird eggs, the cowbird eggs, they found out that those eggs were not getting. Messed up. Yeah. Interesting. Daddy, I like those blue eggs. Yeah, those are kind of cool looking, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know what they are. Autumn Field Guide. Yeah, there's some cool looking eggs. Alright. Do you know what that is? Some type of elk. No. Close. Moose. No, look at the, look at the antlers. Do y'all recognize those? Reindeer. Yeah, from 
What rank, What movie do you like a lot or used to like a lot? That has a aminal with antlers a lot like that. Although, actually, if I'm remembering right. Frozen. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to double check that because I want to say we haven't watched Frozen in forever. What was his name? Sven? Sven? Sven. Yeah, it was a reindeer. It was a reindeer. Well, I know he's supposed to be a reindeer. Ooh, I'm spiking the mic for some reason. But yeah, his antlers actually look a little bit more like an elk. Yeah. Eh, they're kind of halfway in between. But yeah, they they I do think his Sven's antlers look more elky than they do caribou-y. They don't have that crown up front, though, like elk, elk antlers do. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is a caribou or a reindeer, but same thing. And there's a bunch of different, uh, these guys act a little different than most cervids where they actually migrate. You know, like white-tailed deer don't migrate. White-tailed deer just kind of hang out pretty close to, you know, usually a white-tailed deer will die less than a few miles away from where they were born. You know, they just kind of stick around the same spot their whole life. That's why it can take a while for whitetail populations to spread, geographically speaking. Um, anyway, but these guys, you know, so there's a bunch of these in like um, Alaska and Canada, right? In Norway. Yeah. And uh, what, Nepal? Somewhere um. in eight, like Mongolia. Like Mongolia, there's Mongolian tribes that ride... Uh, caribou because of the um white outline on the um antlers it kind of looks like the antlers were photoshopped but that's really just the fuzz from their antlers right? yeah it is the uh the velvet uh, i think these guys have like a thin layer that all uh, all year round though <clears throat> something like that it's i don't to know keep their their uh, antlers warm yeah Daddy. Yes. One question. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of not on the point, but kind of is. Yeah. What are we going to be talking about? <laughs> We're getting there. We're going to talk about this first. This is related tangentially to what we're going to talk about. Um, so Tristan knows why I'm talking about caribou. There is a specific... Uh, you divide caribou into herds, right? So you'll talk, and I don't know the name of them, I should, but you'll say, like, the uh, North, say the North Alaskan herd, right? And people track just that herd, and they can tell when it's, they know once the snow does this or the ice does that, as far as season shifts, they're going to move from this place to that place, and th- and then... In six months, they're going to move from that place to this place, right? That's how migration works. And so, whereas with elk and deer, you hunt the rut, right? When their uh, boyfriends and are trying to find girlfriends. Um, <clears throat> with caribou, you hunt the migration. So, you try to intercept them wherever their path is, right? 
So, but talking about different herds, there's a thing called, I can't remember the name of the herd, but they're called mountain caribou. And Tristan and I heard, uh, we've heard them referenced in a few podcasts and stuff. And what I'd heard, we heard last year was that there were only 13 left on earth. Josie, when you do that, you make noise. So good job doing it slower. But, uh. It's cold in here. Can I turn the fan no. down? Yeah, you can turn the fan off. Just because I forgot to and it makes noise on the mic. I'm definitely not cold. Okay. So. It's being turned off, folks. So, yeah, we had heard that there were only 13. And a lot of times with... There's supposed to be, like, over 200 of each species or something. Uh, hundreds, yeah. You want there to be hundreds. And I don't know what... Uh, the range that these guys, this herd moves in is uh, Washington, a little bit over into Idaho, right? And then uh, Canada. I think the biggest part of their range is Canada, their native range. Um, and I don't know what the carrying capacity is for caribou in that range but it is a lot more than 13 they could i think they would be healthier they would definitely be better if there were a few hundred so i wonder if caribou are like passenger pigeons where uh, you know if there's not like millions of them they're like not doing good Right, because like that's what I don't think there has to be millions, uh, but there does. I think there has to be hundreds. But if there's like below a certain number, it's just there's no coming back from that, pretty much. Well, a lot of people are optimistic still. But anyway, so there was bad news that came out about the mountain caribou herd this week. Tristan, you want to talk about a little bit? Uh, so apparently there are only uh, three mountain caribou left, and they tested them for pregnancy, and I didn't hear what you said about okay so there were they were all cows they're all currently collared Uh, apparently the teams that were in charge of monitoring them had been collaring tried trying to collar the 13 that they what does collared mean well i'll tell you Uh, basically they catch them and they put a collar around their neck that they can't get rid of like a dog collar except it's got a gps tracker in it that's something you do. Sometimes you do it just to research an animal, and sometimes and like where they go at what time. Yeah, and with these guys, uh, you're doing it to research, but to for a very specific type of research that's aimed towards building their population back up, right? So the three they found, I guess it would have been last year were all cows, adult female caribou, right? And so they, uh, I guess, tranquilized them, collared them. Oh, and what I was saying was the teams that have been doing this for a while, they, I guess they didn't have the right funds or whatever, so a lot they had a lot of the collars went bad, so they weren't able to track the caribou. And then, of course, they find out most of them are gone, apparently. Uh, do you mean like passed on by gone? Yeah, uh, that would be the theory. Yeah, so three now, ten are dead. Uh, in in theory, 
But again, there might be some more cows out there that the, these people just didn't find. But uh, what they're hoping is that those cows are pregnant from last year's rut. Or not last year, the previous season or whatever, rut. Uh, and that would mean there's a bull out there, some, at least one bull out there somewhere that they didn't find, right? But, there, but if there's only three, how can ten die? Well, th- those are the three that they there know are th- still alive. Did you, well, you're, you weren't listening. When me and Tristan first heard about this herd, there were 13. So now there's a, supposedly, in a, a, by all evidence that they have so far there's a deficit of 10 so there's only three left right yep but so hopefully uh they end up being pregnant that would be good uh it wouldn't save them necessarily they would still with being that few uh, they're still definitely in critical condition there'd have to be more they'd have to have a bull heavy Hopefully, bull heavy, or equally. yeah, their kids would have to yeah, and but they would have to have like some like like uh cow children and bull children. Yeah, well, hopefully, I, I, mostly cows. I have a question: Can like inbreeding affect deer populations? That's nah, pretty normal in deer populations. Um, so I and. Nobody's done any research that uh, said that was the case. I don't think deer populations are ever going to go down. Uh, we have lots of deer here. Maybe not here, although we're going to talk about something in a minute. My friend Lola That might affect that. Never. Your friend Lola... Has never seen a deer in her life, not even on the side of the road. That's yeah, weird. It's probably because she's on her phone when she's in the car. She yeah. doesn't have one. Does she read books when she's in the car? I don't think yeah. so. Anyway, so one of the things, uh, do y'all have any ideas of things they could do to help this herd survive? Uh, y'all haven't I have an idea. dealt with all this this kind of stuff all that There's much. only three in the world that they know of. Yep. Take some from like... You need to get closer take, to your microphone. Take some from like... Uh, so Mars. Mongolia because that's like a higher evo- of elevation place and it's kind of, I'm guessing they're kind of like carib- like Mount Caribou. Because I don't, Mongolia is... I don't think they're genetically that similar. Well then take some from like... They are. That's one of the things. They're talking about taking some genetically similar ones from further north in uh, Canada. Or maybe like some... Can someone hand me something? I want to take notes. This stuff is cool. Or like artificially... Thank you, sir. You know. Artificially inseminate them? Yeah, I just didn't want to say that around Josie because she's child. That's not like a bad word. I know. It's a but, science word. But it might, she might ask questions. Tristan. Yeah, what does it mean? Weird. You're being all Southern Baptist-y. Uh, it means you would make them pregnant. Josie, do you have any ideas on how we, we as humans... Is it called the mountain breed? Mountain 
caribou is yeah that's more like a subspecies uh, yeah that's like a common taxonomical name taxon taxon ta- taxonomical wow i'm having trouble taxonomical today. yeah okay, i said so- it right the first time but didn't trust myself What is the fir- How do you spell the way that Tristan came up with? What? What? Taxonomical? Just no, say. The way that Tristan came up with, like, how to make them have babies. Oh, just say. Introduce. Other caribou. I guess. Josie, any ideas? You're looking like you're zoning out, looking at my compass. Leave my compass alone. You're going to hurt yourself. It's got a pokey thing. Marion, do you have any ideas? Not really. Well, maybe... I'm still thinking. Maybe they could, like, uh, you know... Do that thing where they like inseminate cows and then they bring them to captivity and raise a few different. Bring them to what? Captivity. It sounded like you said captivity. No, when you when you bring them to captivity and then you like raise a couple of generations. I think I've tried to, that before. To a steady. Sometimes it don't work though, so it'd be so, a big gamble. Sometimes, and then, like, slowly introduce the different generations. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes uh, animals that are raised in captivity cannot survive when you turn them out into the wild. Yeah, Because then all of a sudden they got to deal with wolves and Yeah, but you slowly introduce bears. the other generations. Like, you, like, the first generation, full captivity. Next generation, partial captivity. That's not how... Idiot. Partial captivity kicker. <laughs> Yeah, that means there's even smaller groups and easier for bears and wolves to pick off. No. Yes. No, no, no. That's no, how that works. No, 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 no. Especially up in that area. No, no, no. Man, I got a bad headache. I don't know why. You need to drink coffee and other things. And water. Pills. Coffee and water. I need to start keeping headache pills here at the... Yeah, I don't know why you don't. You're stupid. I used to. I think I just, I don't know. I, oh, I ended up taking them in the truck on a hunting trip and just and never they bought just, new. They never. I just rarely get headaches, man. You have headaches all the time. Oh. I don't think that's you true. You whine about headaches all the time. No, I whine that you're a headache all the time. No, when I... You're oh, my primary headache. Oh, God, I just realized that. Whenever <laughs> we're in the truck together, you're like, oh, I have such a bad headache. And I'm like, why do you have a headache? And now, oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, so, Tristan, what it's are we... It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Can you guess what we're going to talk about? CWD. Well, bigger than that. Quit that. That made a huge noise on the mic. CWP. Chronic wasting. Go give me another coffee. No. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. Then we will stop talking for a second so you can go give me another coffee. I don't want to get you another coffee. I don't. I'll do it. I don't shiver yet. I'll do it. She's a good child. Okay, Jojo. 
Josie's not very into this anyway, so. I think she's gonna like it a little bit more because I'm gonna need her creativity. Creativity. She might need it. No, there you go. Go, go, go. Blue team, go. Tristan, so what are we gonna talk about? I don't know. What do we talk about on the podcast that involves CWD that you always want to talk about? Really? Are you messing with me? Project? <gasps> Marion, do you know what, he's, what he means? Are we going to talk about... Are we, not exactly, no. What, what were you going to say? Are we, like, helping or talking about a project to save them? Well, we're talking about the Wilderness Law Fantasy Conservation Project. I have no clue what that is, but okay. All right, this will be our third, third, I think, maybe fourth, but I think third. I think we had talked about it once per season so far. Um... But do you know what a conservation project is, Marion? Not exactly. If you had to guess. A project to conserve something? So a conservation project is something you do. uh, So like if, let's say you have a certain area where there used to be, what? Do I get to eat peanuts? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's the Wilderness Law Conservation Project. Yeah, uh, fantasy, fantasy conservation. Not project. the Wilderness Law Peanut Conservation Project. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so say you're in an area where there used to be white-tailed deer and there aren't anymore, like they got extirpated from the area, or they're about to be. Like there's not an, there's not enough left, right? So. And you decide, I want more white-tailed deer in this area. That was a problem we had in this country uh, in the 20th century. Middle part of the 20th century, okay? Early and middle. Are you hearing that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing it too. Okay, let's talk about the W. You might need to turn your phone off, Tristan, or set it somewhere. Stop. Do you hear me talking to Josie? Sorry. Okay. You need to be paying attention, too. And so you would, if you wanted to build back up the whitetail population in that area, you would talk to biologists who know that area, and you would talk to biologists in other areas who have already helped strengthen populations of whitetail deer. You would talk to habitat managers. You would talk to private landowners. You would talk to public land managers. A lot, all the people that could help you, you would get everybody involved and try to get everybody on the same page and you would get money together You would from investors or from the state or whatever or all of the above to pay for wildlife biologists and stuff to work on your specific project. And that's your project, right? And hopefully you would, and you would come up with plans. You would say, "Hey, we need to reintroduce this type of vegetation to the area because white-tailed deer like eating it, right?" And so you would put money together to get seed for that type of vegetation and plant it, and get people to go plant it. 
and get it and cultivate it and stuff. All right? Make sense? Mm, no. <laughs> Not really. What do you mean? I don't understand. Did it not make it simple? You made it pretty simple. It was like... Okay, let's make it simpler. Well, if she's telling me she doesn't understand, then I didn't make it simple enough. Okay. So, if you want to build, either keep the population of a certain wild animal or plant... Or to build it back up to better, to that's conservation, right? So a conservation project is you getting a bunch of people to work together to keep that population healthy. Uh, is that better? Yeah. Marion, does that make sense? Sort of. Get your head in the podcast. Okay. All right. So you were doing some notes. Marion, what do you got? Nothing so far. You were about... Okay, whatever. Uh, So anyway, so so listen. So I'm going to give you some background. So Tristan and I started this two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. That's as long as we've been doing the podcast. And we did an update last year. And here's kind of what where we're at on the... Do you remember where we're at on it? Okay. This is... I did not go back and listen to those podcasts. I've just, this is from memory. Let me know if I'm screwing something up, Tristel. So it it basically is uh, focused on West Texas habitat. And one of the primary uh, animals that we're focused on is pronghorn. Do you know what a pronghorn is, Josie? Marion, do you know what a pronghorn is? It's in the deer family. Nope. Is it in the moose family? Uh, the moose is in the deer family. Oh. Yeah. So look here. Uh, I actually couldn't tell you necessarily what. That's a pronghorn. Remember when we drive to Colorado, we see a ton of those on the side of the road when we're going through New Mexico and stuff. I thought that I, would be in the deer family. No, it does look uh, similar. Uh, it's closer to goats, I think. If and, we pause the podcast, I can go <laughs> tell you what family it's from. Well, just look it up right now. Well, I have notes in my backpack for my ag. Well, I have the internet right here. No one likes the internet, Steven. The internet smells. Smells like butt. And see, these are one of the... uh, When Lewis and Clark first did their... Click on the range of pronghorn. Antelope or the goat. You can see it. Right here. I know, but I wanted to see what the key says. Stop. Alright. Uh, uh, yeah, at the top. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff that people on the po- listening to the podcast can't see. So shut up. And we only have 15 minutes left. Oh. To do the, cover all the rest of this. So let me get done with the, what we've done. So, West Texas focus primarily on pronghorn and turkey but uh, and mule deer but mostly pronghorn and so one of the big things to do to help pronghorn is 
Uh, you you know those types of fences where it's like metal in squares? Like metal diamonds? Not diamonds, squares. It's like a squared grid. Nope. Here, I'll show you. My teacher said that they can jump. He's seen a pronghorn jump. They can jump. They rarely do. Uh, but So like that. That's one, a piece of it laying on the ground. Right there. Like those are big. Those are bigger than my door. And so a lot of times you'll see fences made out of it. And it's square. And it's called goat paneling. Because it's made to keep goats in. Because goats are goats can go through a barbed wire fence, right? What if they're electrical barbed wire fences? Uh, there aren't a lot of electrified barbed wire fences, but I do think that would probably stop them. But okay, so a lot of people in West Texas raise goats, and so back in the day, or some back when there was a decent pronghorn population in West Texas, they put up. Ton, there's miles and miles and miles of goat panel fencing around ranches in West Texas. And that's a problem because pronghorn didn't evolve on a landscape where they had to jump a whole lot. So even though they have similar legs to deer, they don't like to jump. It's not like an instinctive behavior for them. So goat panel fencing stops them from like migrating or whatever. They have the world they have the longest migration of any uh four legged animal. I'm still getting sweet stuff off this can. It's disgusting. It's really sweet. Can we talk okay. And uh I think maybe the case they kept these in like a energy drink exploded or something. That's my bet. And uh so removing there, so part of this initiative, our fantasy project, would be to find money to take to landowners to and say, hey, if you will remove your goat fencing and put up barbed wire, we will give you this money to reimburse you for having to do that or whatever, partially reimburse you or whatever, right? So that hopefully they would put up barbed wire because pronghorn can walk through barbed wire. They can like jump duck over. through it. Yeah. They, they can't can. jump it. Well, they can, but like we just said, they can jump it. They just don't normally. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the other thing is uh, Tristan came up with is uh, CWD testing. That's chronic wasting disease. It's a disease that we don't think. I don't think it affects pronghorn, but it does affect uh, cervids, so like mule deer. But part of the idea would be that we keep monitoring pronghorn, pronghorn so that they sure. don't. Uh, well, when we start adding stuff, I already have two things in my brain that we need to add. Well, CWD testing? Three. CWD testing. CWD is this disease Four. that when you have... Usually it happens, uh, like, pretty much every state has pens, like, you would raise cows in, but they raise deer in them, uh, with the, usually it's like the state, and they're doing it to, um, to have a controlled, pinned up population 
of deer. So if they have to supplement the wild populations, they can take some of those pinned up ones and put them in the wild, right? Problem is when you keep deer aren't really meant to be pinned up, especially that close to each other. And when they do, they end up, this disease has turned in, turned out to be a result of that. Right. Okay. And in some areas like Wisconsin, I think the actual wild population is so thick with deer that they've started, uh, CWD has started showing up. Like I think Doug Duran, they've actually started finding it in deer on his ranch. Yeah, that would be scary. But I think he's already, even before that, he was already getting all of his deer tested. Okay. And so, like, you can shoot it, and it, and they don't think it'll cross to humans if you eat a deer that has but chronic wasting disease. That. But they did a study in Canada, a, a college, I can't remember the college, we talked about it on the podcast, but uh, where they basically took CWD positive meat and force fed it to monkeys over where it was the only, a it was the only thing they could eat and b it was for years and generations of this monkey and finally after all that they started showing signs of uh, similar it's a I think it's initially it's a brain disease um spongiform in the sponge brain yeah but, I don't know that's weird <clears throat> Okay. I'm gonna start adding things. So that's uh, everything. So right now it's pronghorn with uh, pronghorn habitat management, right, and pronghorn migration path management are the main keys. And then CWD testing on the goat panel. That's migration path management. Okay. So. I have one note on I, new stuff, I but four. I want you to go. Okay. So, Daddy. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. My four. So, prairie chickens. I want y'all to be thinking of stuff to think about West Texas. West Texas is the desert. Prairie chickens. Mm-hmm. Elk. Okay. Sage grouse and sagebrush habitat. What is this a list for? Okay, the sage grouse, are they native to West Texas? I think so. Where's for me? I mean, that's worth looking at. So, Mary needs, since Marion's being our secretary, keeping the minutes of the meeting, we need to, she needs to add that. So, do I have call one. it Tristan's note or, notes or something. Okay, Josie, what do you got? Do yeah, definitely. You definitely cacti. Can. Cacti. All right. I don't know anything about the cacti in West Texas as far as like if there's any that are in danger. Javelina. Yeah, I mean. Well, we'll probably. I don't think their would, population's in trouble. Yeah. So what we'd probably end up doing instead of javelina is hog. Uh, hog, yep. Oh, hog removal. Hog yeah, removal. So that's your fifth thing. Maybe we could what? do that. What we could so do. what? Give her. Give Mary in your list. Okay. So I'm not done yet. Okay. Well, I'm about to add something to Josie's. Okay. Maybe we could put some sort of like because you know they talk about like hogs getting infections like yeah. in their arms and their, their legs because they walk through prickly pear, cacti, 
in mesquite and they get all cut up and then they don't like they roll around in mud and gross stuff and then they get infections right what if we put like some sort of like blood clotting or blood thinning agent on cacti so when like not to where it hurts the cacti but to, but to where when like a hog walks through it it that might be worth looking into messes them up. okay so we so i'm gonna take notes can i take to, notes well josie what was your idea um was, cacti cacti so me and josie is a collaboration mm? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so i'm gonna say cacti any species need a hip question mark question mark okay tell me your list my list yeah tell me the list okay uh sage grouse first thing well i mean it doesn't matter it's how do you spell that after s a then put a question mark after it grass grouse g r o u s e it's a type of bird s e s e did you know uh red headed uh pheasants aren't native to the united states uh we talked about that the other day i did yeah. not know Next. that until you said that um prairie chickens have you ever seen a prairie chicken steven like not in real life put a picture of one yeah they're pretty cool show the girls or when you're done with your thing Oops, sorry Okay, what's the next thing on your... Sage... What, what do y'all have typed down so far? Sage grouse and prairie chickens. Sage habitat? Put a question mark after prairie chickens. Blue bonnet? No, blue bonnets. There aren't many blue bonnets in... Uh, blue bonnet. Not... There blue aren't, bonnet. There's not... Blue bonnet. Josie? Blue bonnet. <laughs> yes, you're adorable. We know. What's next? Um, What was it? Elk. Yeah, which that's also my only note, specifically the glass mountain elk. So something I would like to, and really I do think it's something we need to look into uh, doing for real, that's getting involved in. A prairie is getting the state of Texas to, to regulate, include them on the regulated species. But isn't that aren't those cool girls? They look like Josie. Yeah, they look like Josie. part of their neck. Man. Looks like a turkey chicken Pikachu thing. Look right? at their ear. Yeah. Look at their, like, they have, like, cool ears. See? Weird Poke yeah. West Texas Pokemon. Their ears look like eggs. It looks... It, All right. It, How are we doing on our list? What do we got? Sage grouse, prairie chickens, sage habitat, milk. And hog control. See, I think... So on the elk. Ooh, I just remembered something. Ringtail. There are lots of ringtails apparently in them wet mountains in West what, Texas. What's a ringtail? You've never seen a ring? You heard of a ringtail? They're cool. Ringtail fox? No, they're like I I guess sort of, but the guy just called them ringtails. Ringtail cat? Yeah, ringtailed cat. Okay, yeah, that was like I don't. I've never heard him just call a ringtail. He just called them ringtails, so I called them ringtails. Yeah, but they're more like a raccoon or something, right? Yeah, they're weird. That's what they look mm. like. 
Oh, I know what that is. Carnivore. It's cool looking. Yeah, they are. Yeah, raccoon right there. Bop, biggity, bam. It's a lemur, and a raccoon had a baby. That's what it looks like. Alright. It's ring-tailed, like a ring-tailed lemur. So what do we got on our list? We don't, but you said there's lots of them, so we don't need to include them on, like, we don't need to build them up, right? No, but it's be cool. Yeah. Tristan has my list. Well, if we're building up habitat for these others, being a native animal, it'll help it too. Yeah. Because there used to be a bunch of elk, and hopefully it would help bears also, but I think, I don't know if bears should be like a main focus. What do you think? Um... There have been some bears showing up there to some extent. Yeah, I know. Um, but there was... There I kind of think focusing on these others would help the bear. Although Trump's wall would pretty much put... Yeah. That would end any hope of bears coming back to West Texas. Dang, I like bears. Naturally. I, I or, like bears. You know, bear. without us having to truck them in. I like bears, too. I'm trying to... There was one animal that I'm trying... There was one animal that I'm trying to think of. There always is, oh, boy. Crap. All right, we got to go. Okay, we got to go. Hold on. Uh, so we got a pretty good plan. Jo- Marion, leave all your notes there. Uh, Josie, sign us out. Uh, thank you for... Do it with the big circus thing. Thank you for listening to the World's in Its Love podcast. <laughs> yep. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, watch, uh, watch our other... Listen to our other podcast to find out. Bye-bye. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. We must go. Oh, and we must go. Thank you. See you later. Thank you for listening. Watch our other podcast.